Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Jesus sets people free. He washes away your sins. He moves inside. It's not religion. It's meeting the Lord Jesus Christ in reality. And he's the one that gets you ready for heaven. He does it and you don't. You cooperate. You walk with him. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. Are you free to follow Jesus? Are you free from what the world would try to bring under you and its bondage and its intimidation? I don't have the time to tell you what we've gone through this week with intimidation from the media world. They can do anything they want. They can make up whatever they want to do to try to silence the truth. Guess what? God will never allow his truth to be silenced, ever. It's impossible to silence truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. And you can do all you want to shut that down, but you can never shut it down. God will go right around it. And we heard it all, all the excuses. Oh, we're sorry, and we don't know why, and this and the other, and oh, maybe that, and then this. And one of the accusations against me is I preached a sermon that I wrote, my sermon, without quoting any other human being, me, mine. And in fact... Copywritten by me. And they accused me of breaking copyright laws on that sermon. How do you do that? I ripped myself off. And then when that was pointed out, that went away. The world is going to do whatever it does do. And everyone, listen, will try to push their authority on you. Just know this. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you're his child, and and he rules and reigns in your life. Listen, Benjamin Franklin said, God governs in the affairs of men, and I I believe Ben Franklin because he was simply quoting really good theology. There's a new authority. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just, that's him, for the unjust, that's me that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, Jesus died in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. It's the Spirit of God, the Bible says, that resurrected Jesus from the dead. How could the grave, why didn't the grave keep him down? Because listen, because he was sinless, Jesus wasn't a really good man who impressed God and won the prize. The Bible says that he was the God-man who came from heaven to earth to live in this world and meet all of the requirements of the law, satisfying the law. Imagine, if Moses could have been personified 2,000 years ago in the Ten Commandments, Jesus would have lived his life. At the end of his 33 and a quarter years, Moses would have went, awesome. That's incredible. So you're the one I prophesied about. Moses would have bowed down. He lived a perfect life, you and I can't. He died on the cross, his body died on the cross. 
By the way, you do know that, right? His body died on the cross. That's all that died on the cross is his body as a sacrifice. By the way, when you and I die, that's all that dies is your body. You know the you, the you that you are? That lives forever. Where are you going? Last service, somebody came here from Atlanta and they said, I gotta hurry, gotta hurry back to Ontario Airport. I gotta catch my flight back out to Atlanta. Came to first service. Some, so I said, where are you going? Atlanta. Can you say today, if somebody asks you, where are you going? Heaven. <laughs> Hopefully it's the next flight. Out of here. Would that be great? Heaven, do you know that? You're supposed to know that. The Bible tells us to know that. The Bible says in 1 John 3, verse 5, and you know that he, that is the Son of God, has, was manifest to take away our sins. Jesus came to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. There you go. The sinless had to die for the sinful. The just for the unjust. Watch. If you have a problem with that, God is saying to you today, you need to get right for heaven. If you have a problem with that, it's called pride. I'll do it myself. Pride. I don't need this. Yes, you do. No, I don't. It's pride. Did I already say this? We're not asking you for a penny. We don't, listen. You, we, listen, God bless you, but you don't have to come back here ever again. There's no membership to sign up on. Did we pass the plate? We only want you to make sure you're right with him. And it's between you and him. And when he calls you out on the inside, you're to respond to him. He is sinless and pure, and he died where I was supposed to die, and he rose again from the dead so that the grave could never hold me or you if you trust him. You know that? The Bible says for the Christian, the Christ follower, to be absent from this human body is to be present with the Lord. Wouldn't you like to know for sure that the moment you breathe your last or you see that train coming down the track or that truck, you, you just know in that last moment, oh my goodness, I'm gonna see Jesus right now. The Bible says to be absent from this body is to be present and the word is immediately. Well, do I have to walk through some gauntlet? No. Instantly. Even before Stephen died in the book of Acts, he saw the glory of God before he breathed his last. Is that the authority that's over your life? It's your choice. There is an authority over your life, if you like it or not. It's either you or God. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, 1 Peter 2, 24, who himself, that is Jesus, bore our sins in his own body. Wow. On the tree, that's a reference to the cross, it's made out of wood, that we, having died to sins, that is, how do I die to sins? I receive him as Lord and Savior. I ask him to come into my life. That's when the Holy Spirit takes over and sin no longer has the strength or the power that it once had in my life. Do you guys understand that? Those of you who are new to this, everybody around us, we're all the same. The only difference is there's people here that are saved and people here that are not saved. What does that mean? There are people here going to heaven and, those, and there are people here going to hell. Well, that's not nice, but it's true. Well, I don't want to go. Great. Grab the ticket. It's already paid for. 
What's the ticket? He died for you on the cross, rose again from the dead. He paid the price that you couldn't pay to give you his righteousness that you could never earn. It's the great exchange. And when you realize that, you fall on your face and you realize, oh my gosh, Lord, how can you be so good to me? I'm a wretch. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from this body of sin and death, says Paul. I thank God. But there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And a new law is written in my life by the Holy Spirit's power. God puts the love in your heart to love him. Isn't that weird? Think about that. Do you love me? You ask somebody, do you love me? And you say, yeah, I love you. No, no, I mean, really, really, stop going around. Do you love me? Yeah, I said I love you. Don't say it like that. Do you love me? Listen, again, if you have to ask if you're loved, you need marriage counseling. No, and I'm not saying it to be funny. If you're married and you have to ask someone, do you love me? That's the, that's, listen, we got to get that fixed. It's free. You need to come. We got to get Bible. No, I'm serious. We all have different languages and we need to learn how to speak them. But one of those things should be absolutely unshakable. And that is, I know that I love Lisa and I know that she loves me. Does she put up with a lot? Can you imagine being married to me? That's why she's like this. She's like a steady ship at sea. I'm like going from wave to wave. God's got his way of doing crazy things, right? I'm grateful. But just know that. God wants you to know that his love is upon your life. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28, so Christ, that is Jesus, was offered once to bear the sins of many. Are you in that many? Imagine that. He died for the sins of all. The reason why you say, how come it says many and not all? Because it says all in some places. It's true. He died for all, but not all except him. That's the many. He died for everybody. You could be sitting in a church right here, right now, and saying, yeah, you know, I guess that's all good for you guys. Christ died for the many. He died for the all. But to settle it in your own life, you need to make the decision for yourself. And then also this, you guys, is that there's a new order. In verse three, there's a new order by design. For what the law could not do, listen up everyone, for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, I love this, God did. <laughs> I love this. Well, wait a minute. The law is awesome and holy and pure, right? Yeah, all of that stuff, totally true. You just said it's weak. Yeah, it is weak. Listen, I'm quoting Paul the Apostle here from the Bible. For some of you who are legalists, maybe you're Jewish today and you're saying, I find that highly offensive. I get it. But can I remind you, I'm reading from a Jew 2,000 years ago who knew about being a Jew way more than you do. He was the Jew of Jews, the Hebrew of Hebrews. He was Saul of Tarsus, Paul the Apostle. And he says, the law is amazing, but it's got a weak spot. What's the weak spot? Can't save you. Let's go to the meaning of that word, weak. The word means feeble. You never think of the law being feeble, do you? It's in stone, the Ten Commandments. Yeah, it's awesome to point out what's wrong and to tell you what to do. But does anywhere in the Ten Commandments, is it anywhere in the Bible tell you in the Old Testament laws how to be saved. 
the law is feeble, it's unable, it's without the strength to help or to save, it's powerless. Regarding the context of salvation, that is redemption, forgiveness, restoration, access into the presence of heaven, it cannot do. It can't do it. So I've told you guys this before, and I've burned out this analogy. I'm trying to milk it as long as I can. But I told you before that some dear friends of ours got me for my birthday a race uh, racetrack on the Porsche race course in in, uh, in L.A. For 90 minutes, you got to go as fast as you want. And you know what? About 100 I don't know, let's say, just to be safe, 100, 200 feet away was the 405 freeway. I'm going 180, and they're going 55. You can go look at it online, it's amazing. Here's the thing. They had to drive 55. Why, it's posted. But what are you doing? 55. Why is that important to you? It's the law. What are you doing? Oh, right now, 120, 180. How are you able to do that? It's not posted. (laughs) Do you hear me? It's a racetrack. There's no speed limit. There was no law to break. You can have all the laws that you want. You'll be weighed under a pressure and you'll, 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 you're, you're a Christian? Who wants that? You not only don't have people who want to be with you, you don't want to be with you. Because your experience with God is a real bummer. And then you realize, wait a minute, he lifted the law that it doesn't condemn me anymore in all of my wrongs? That's right. Not only that, he's going to write that law, the spirit of the law, he's going to write on your heart. You don't have to read it. He'll put it in you. And he's going to do it through you. Here's, the, here's what you'll do for the rest of your life. Cooperate. Put your foot on the pedal and go. Break when you need to. Tomorrow morning or today, when you get out of this church, you should be, hell should tremble when these doors open up. Hell should go, oh gosh, there they go. They're loose. Why? Because of the spirit of the law that God has placed in your heart is the spirit of life, not of stone. And that's a whole new order over your life designed by God. Listen to this. Acts 13, 39 says, for by him, that's Jesus Christ, everyone who believes is justified from all, from, listen, from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Is that any more clear? Beware, therefore, lest what has been spoken in the prophets, the Old Testament prophets, come upon you. What is that? Behold, you despisers, marvel and perish. Why? For I work a work in your days, a work which you will by no means believe the one were to declare it to you. I'm declaring it to you. Jesus sets people free. 
He washes away your sins. He moves inside. It's not religion. It's meeting the Lord Jesus Christ in reality. And he's the one that gets you ready for heaven. He does it and you don't. You cooperate. You walk with him. When Jesus went through the toll gate with Matthew in the north of Galilee, all he said to Matthew was, imagine that. He's a, he's a, I, he's a toll keeper. Matthew's, he's sitting there. You're supposed to pay him money when you go through the regions. And Jesus just walks by. There's, the Bible doesn't say Jesus paid anything. Maybe he did. It doesn't say. He probably did. But it doesn't say. But he just walks by and the Bible says that he looks at Peter and says, come, follow me. Isn't that awesome? I love that. He, he, how many rules? How many rules? How many rules did he set up? Okay, Peter, I mean, Matthew, here's the deal. I'm going to set up these seven hurdles. And then I'm going to have quicksand at the other end. And after you make it through all that, I want you to climb that tree. He didn't do any of that stuff. He just said, Matthew, come and follow me. What kind of, inv inv kind of invitation is that? Can you imagine Billy Graham or being on a crusade or like that or Greg Laurie at a crusade? Hi, I have a message. Jesus said, come and follow me. God bless you. Thanks for coming. Walk <laughs> That's it. But you know that. Isn't that true? Come and follow me. Romans chapter five, verse six says, for when we were still without strength, I love this. Translation, for when we were still without the ability to pull ourselves out of the hole, we had no strength left to get ourselves out of what was causing us to sink. Is it drugs? Is it a bad relationship? Is it sex? Is it money? Is it power? What is it? When you have no, I, you, I, Pastor Jack, I appreciate what you're saying, but there could never be a change in my life. You're stuck in a hole. You're trying to do it your way. As long as you keep trying to get yourself out of it, he's got to wait. It's like the man drowning. Don't ever try to rescue a guy drowning. Stay away from him. So that's cruel. That's brilliant. Let him drown. Then rescue him because he'll kill himself and you. Wait till he's completely devastated. God does that with you and I. God help me, I don't know why this thing is so messed up. I tried everything. And he takes it. That's the number one thing for me is that he takes it. I just go, <laughs> but he's not like me. So he, he just waits, he's not offended. He's listening. And then you start going under, you're done. You spent it all, you tried it all and you start sinking. Then he grabs you you out of the pit. Mark 10, 45, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.